Have you ever dragged your feet on forgiving someone because you thought they didn't deserve it or they deserved to suffer? Or were you so hurt by their words or their actions that you felt they deserved punishment? Human nature is painful like that. We don't like people to hurt us, but we'll cancel that rule when we're hurting someone in revenge. We're not the first to struggle with the issue of not wanting to forgive. Listen to this passage in Matthew 18, 21 through 22. Then came Peter to him and said, Lord, how oft shall my brother sin against me and I forgive him? Till seven times? Jesus said unto him, I say not unto thee until seven times, but until seventy times seven. I just love the realness of Peter, don't you? Obviously, someone had done something wrong, and they had done it enough times that Peter was starting to keep track. Oh, no, this brother's up to number six. I'm about done with this. You know, Peter's thinking is human nature thinking. Let me go tell Jesus, because I don't think I can make it past seven. You know, I just, I just can imagine the scenario, and I don't know who did it, but somebody triggered his question. I sure am grateful God doesn't have a rule of seven strikes you're out we'd all be disqualified before we graduate from kindergarten. Has someone done or said something that offended you to a point where you just don't feel like forgiving them? Be careful. That's a risky position. It's human to want to delay a pardon, but it's not biblical. It's carnal. Thank you for joining Keep the Heart for today's podcast with Francie Taylor. Francie is an author, conference speaker, and teacher. She is passionate about teaching what to do with what we learn from God's Word. Now back to today's valuable study. We have some very odd expectations of others that we rarely apply to ourselves. We expect people not to offend us, but we offend people and expect to be forgiven promptly. We expect people to endure it when we're giving them the cold shoulder but we hate having that done to us. People are imperfect, but somehow we still expect perfection. This is carnal. That's our flesh. Paul really nailed this problem in 1 Corinthians 3.3. He said, For ye are yet carnal, for whereas there is among you envying and strife and divisions, are ye not carnal and walk as men? According to the Strong's Concordance, the word carnal refers to someone who is governed by human nature and not by the Spirit of God. Our human nature leans towards behaviors and solutions that are the opposite of God's Word, and we have to be on guard for this hazard because we could deceive ourselves into believing that everyone else has issues and we're the only clean ones. Failure to forgive someone is rooted in this type of mistaken thinking. Let's consider four things that are side effects of failing to grant forgiveness and how we can avoid the consequences of choosing the wrong course. Number one, when we don't want to forgive, it will be expensive. When Jesus was teaching the disciples how to pray, he included this request from Matthew 6:12, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. If we have ever prayed this request, we need to consider what we've said. We're asking God to treat us the way we're treating others. Is that going to be a good thing? If we're withholding forgiveness, this prayer, it's actually going to cost us. Listen to the rest of the picture in Matthew chapter 6, verses 14 and 15 give us the rest of the story. For if ye forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. 
But if ye forgive not men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. Bible commentator Matthew Henry calls the forgiveness of others a moral qualification for pardon and peace. So true. God wrote the terms, and we can't change them to suit ourselves. Forgive others as you want to be forgiven. The more we do this, the better we become at extending the same grace to others that we would hope to receive for ourselves. Who are you holding hostage with an unforgiving spirit? This is your chance to change that. Forgive, and don't try to fake it. People may not be able to tell, but God knows whether we're genuine or not. Second thing to consider is this. When we don't want to forgive, it's really vengeance in disguise. Romans 12.19 is a clear instruction which says this, Dearly beloved, avenge not yourselves, but rather give place unto wrath. For it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, saith the Lord. Vengeance is the infliction of pain on another in return for an injury or offense. In other words, we're trying to get even. It's revenge on a mission. And you know what else it is? It's God's territory and we don't belong there. When the Bible clearly says not to do something, we're signing up for chastening and correction if we do it anyway. Disobedience is worse in adulthood because we know better and still actively choose to do whatever we please. Are you allowing anger to be your driver? It's a short walk from anger to vengeance. Don't overthink this. Vengeance is not ours to give. So if we try to punish someone for committing an offense against us, we become the offenders by trying to inflict pain on them. No matter what someone has done, forgiving them will always be better than attempting to harm them with revenge. God's job is the vengeance. He is holy and just. We are not. Our job is to forgive. A third thing to consider is this. When we don't want to forgive, we're on the road to bitterness. Ephesians 4.31 is a verse that is easier to read than to apply. Listen to the instruction. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. This verse clearly states that we're to get rid of all bitterness. It's like God knew we would try to create little exceptions to the rule, so he made it clear that there's no room for any bitterness. God is protecting us from harm, and if we'll follow his clear directions, we'll avoid becoming these dark and gloomy souls who see life through harsh and critical eyes. Do you really want to be that dissatisfied soul who finds fault with everyone and everything merely because of a failure to forgive? Bitterness does that. But how does bitterness develop? It takes root when we fail to forgive an offender or a group of offenders. For example, a person who went to a church or a Christian school where they had a bad experience could carry that memory into their later years. If the offense wasn't forgiven, bitterness takes root and it doesn't need any help growing. This is why we read posts on social media bashing the school or church where a person left an unresolved conflict behind. If that's you, the good news is this. You can choose to forgive now. The price of bitterness is too high to pay. It's like heaping more weight on top of the offense, making life heavier than it needs to be. God provided the solution for us in Ephesians 4.32. It says, And be ye kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God for Christ's sake hath forgiven you. 
Now, why do we require children to memorize and quote this verse when adults are unwilling to even practice it? Let's change our expectations from people never disappointing us and go back to knowing that they will. Why else are we instructed to forgive one another? Clearly, it's because we'll all take turns blowing it and we need forgiveness at some point. Forgiving others as God has forgiven us is a monumental task, but it's possible by the grace of God. Ask God to help you with this assignment. He will. And finally, number four, when we don't want to forgive, we are feeding our carnal nature. We already have struggles with our old nature, but indulging it is a sure way to increase these battles. As soon as we realize that we're doing something that is offensive to God, that is the moment to stop. Repentance is so underrated, but it is an essential part of spiritual growth. Without repentance, we see no problem with continuing to do wrong, even if we know better. Are you genuinely sorry when you sin, or are you just annoyed with people and feel like most of the people problems are caused by others? If it doesn't make us sorry to sin against God, we feel very entitled to sin against others. Repentance is essential, followed by an immediate forsaking of the wrong habits. According to the Strong's Concordance, to repent is to change one's mind for the better. The next step of forsaking is to depart from or leave behind and abandon. In other words, don't turn around and do the same thing all over again. Someone may have done us wrong, but we aren't going to gain anything by refusing to forgive them. Are we afraid that there's such a thing as too much forgiveness? Or are we really just trying to hurt someone because they hurt us? When we fail to forgive, we have a risk of becoming comfortable with disobeying God's word. Pretty soon that starts to seep into other areas, leading to a life of double-minded instability. A callous soul is insensitive, and we don't have to nourish that. It will grow with no help from us at all. And then the next thing you know, we're weighted down with this harsh, critical spirit and guilt. The guilt comes from not doing right. Forgiveness is not a light matter. I'm not trying to make this sound easy. It's not easy. It's actually unnatural for us to grant forgiveness because by nature, we want people to pay for their transgressions, even if we expect to be forgiven for our own. Sometimes we've been offended, and at other times, we're the offenders. The most important thing is to ignore that temptation to hold someone else's feet to the fire. Flee from that. This is an important spiritual exercise that we will repeat throughout life. Remember how Jesus answered Peter? Seventy times seven. That means we'll all have a lot of forgiving to do. Christ is perfect. Christians are not. Here's a great closing passage to remind us of the importance of avoiding bitterness by forgiving. It's found in Hebrews 12, verses 14 through 15, and it says this, Follow peace with all men and holiness, without which no man shall see the Lord. Looking diligently, lest any man fail of the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness springing up trouble you, and thereby many be defiled. We don't have to feel like forgiving but it's the right thing to do. You've been listening to Keep the Heart with Francie Taylor. Subscribe to this podcast and be sure to follow Keep the Heart on Instagram. For more from Francie, visit keeptheheart.com for devotionals, books, 
Bible studies, and more. Visit KeepTheHeart.com today. Thank you for listening.